Yep, because they projected forward into the past, which is not easy to do. Because <laughs> they're that magical. <laughs> In fact, if I was ever looking to go somewhere, it would probably not be 2020. Yeah, it won't be 2020 back for sure. Hi, and welcome to On Location, the real estate podcast brought to you by the Brown Real Estate Group, where we talk about location as it relates to real estate. I'm Rob Lobb, and with me is Melody Brown. Bonjour, Melody. Bonjour tout le monde. Bonne année. Bonne année. It's uh, New Year's Eve as we record this, but it'll be 2021 by the time our listeners get to hear it. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, everyone. Glad we made it. Not exactly the easiest of years. <laughs> we thought we'd do a little recap. I know, Melody, you and I talked about it. Maybe a brief recap of 2020 mm-hmm. and a look ahead of what people can expect in real estate in 2021. You got your crystal ball ready? I have. I'm ready to tell my uh, predictions, <laughs> my speculations. <laughs> Last year, we were not incorrect at all uh, in our forecast because we didn't do it. <laughs> didn't do it. Exactly. So we didn't lie to you, you know, we just weren't there at the time. <laughs> well, we're here for you this year. We're going to give you our best sense of where we think things are headed. We're going to look. We talk about location. We're going to look locally. We're here in San Francisco. So we're going to look at San Francisco and California. We're also going to look across the United States, a national picture. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a few different countries, areas throughout the globe that we're going to touch on. All right, guys. Thanks you for listening to, uh, to us in 2020 when we start the podcast. We're going to start the podcast with a review of 2020 and the impact that the pandemic had on the real estate market. Part of the reason we started the podcast. That's true. A great time to kind of look back and, and see how 2020 was different and i think one of the things that we'll get to is is the how cyclical real estate normally is and how mm-hmm. the pandemic really disrupted that but i think you had some notes talking about how it really remained a seller's market yep we talked about this in the market report a few months ago already it's still a seller's market uh you have a lot of buyer competition because you have a lot of author and demand, then there is a higher selling price in the properties, which also goes to a lower inventory, which will keep the price up as things we already talked about before. In California, you mentioned prices are up. Yeah, it's 11%. And that's the median price compared to last year. The good news, though, is that the mortgage rate will remain low, which is less than 3%. Right. And so low mortgage rates mean more affordability for a buyer, a small decrease in a mortgage rate, half a percent or so, can equate to a large increase in what they can afford. Uh, Their actual monthly payment will be, in many cases, substantially lower, especially in higher price markets, like the ones that uh, were here in SF, like, like that and some of the larger areas. So much more affordability that probably helped keep up those prices as we look back at 2020 mm-hmm. but we also saw a, a need for people to move yes a need for people to find a new home what they had wasn't working for them and of course we've talked at that a little bit but maybe you could recap of course refresh the memories <laughs> 
Yeah, so some of those new demands that we saw buyers looking for. Yeah, because of the pandemic, people figured out that they're going to have to stay home way longer than they thought they were going to. So people are asking for outdoor living spaces, so a garden, a pool. They're also asking for an extra room or a separate area so people who work from home can separate their work life and their home life in their home, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it was also really important that the home was finished. With the pandemic and things closing, some it's harder to get permit, it's harder to get construction. So it's really important for people that they just have to, you know, put the couch and stay in the house. Like they don't have to make the pool or make the terrace or, you know, make any project. Those that were able to, those that were mobile enough to be able to make a move, they wanted to make a move into a house that would accommodate those needs right away. So not waiting for the permits, not waiting for, you know, we're going to buy this and sacrifice and move into our, you know, make it into our dream home. Mm-hmm. A lot of the permitting offices, the building departments, the planning departments were shut down and the contractors, you know, they were still busy, but they're also limited in the work they could do. So a lot of disruption and a lot of people just looking to make a move, not only to a bigger space, but a trend into the suburbs yeah and still uh it's still really connected to the pandemic and the fact that people work from home they rather go live in marine and you know they don't have to commute anymore and it's a little cheaper and you have way more space so it's a better deal for them at the end of the day and traditionally using the san francisco marin as an example Mm -hmm. traditionally that's been a move as People start families that move to Marin. So some people that maybe they're not starting a family now, but they have plans to in the future. Maybe instead we saw a lot of clients who instead of purchasing a new home in the city, they sort of skipped that step and they went Mm -hmm. straight to Marin saying, this is going to make sense for us now working from home and it'll make sense in the future as the family grows. That did accelerate some of that normal trend you know we'll see how that may impact future sales because some of those sales that may have happened in the future took place this past year mm-hmm. one of the other point of 2020 that is important to talk about as we all know in this pandemic rich people got richer and it could be a good thing if they reinvest in real estate development such as you know the new health center we talked about in our President-elect special last month. Right. And if you missed that one, go back, check it out. We got some interesting topics. Yeah. Yeah, Some good topics to talk about what we might expect in the coming months and years as as Biden, the president-elect, comes into office. And not only uh, investing in healthcare and such with that, but they may also invest in the real estate market as things shift in the future. So we'll talk about that real estate investors and speculators as well Mm -hmm. one of the things that i know you mentioned in your notes was not only the need for more space to work from home but the need for more space to maybe get a little bit of separation from the family and keep everyone safe yeah the need the want for people to get out of the city is also for to not be on top of each other different things as people's needs changed. And that was kind of the big story 
for 2020, there was a big disruption. The market, the typical seasonality that we see here yes. is a spring peak and a fall peak, kind of the best weather we have. And it's always better to show property when the sun is shining. For sure. Instead, this past year was early on, big disruption, things kind of ground to a halt. Us as real estate agents, we had to determine, okay, how are we going to safely market properties? You know, what are what what are the guidelines? So what can we legally do? Yes. What can we safely do to protect ourselves and our clients? Yes. And we had to come up with an all new plan for that. And, and a large part of that, which I think we've talked about is, you know, we did a lot of walkthrough videos and, and you can see those on our YouTube channel. Yeah, we did start the YouTube channel this year for that too. Just so you guys could see the property without putting your health in danger or ours for that matter. A big change there in the way homes were sold. And, and so adapting to that, we then saw, okay, we now have a way to continue those transactions. We now, uh, people start to kind of get their lives back on track after adjusting to that shock of all the things going on. And so then they have their new needs. And so that's when we saw kind of a bigger summer peak this past year. We did, which wasn't as much last year. We had really high sales, things closing into the third quarter. That's true. And again, not not a traditional cycle. For here, yeah. Now people are adapting and they're finding a way to continue their lives and continue their work and such. And so as part of that, properties are moving again lots of activity i think we put five or six yeah. properties in contract in december i was gonna, going to say at the end of the day when we looked at our number from last year they're pretty amazing if you know that there was a pandemic happening at the same time our numbers were very similar to the industry the local industry which was just slightly less than last year i think we had one less transaction yeah. And we were within a million dollars, somewhere around 122 million in sales this past mm -hmm. year. So, yep. Considering how slow it started off, it's not bad at all. <laughs> a lot of things selling, a lot of people still able to make a move in these difficult times. And, and we were able to help them with that, for which we're very thankful for. Yay! Welcome to Melody and Rub Speculation for 2021. <laughs> 2021 is here, but tomorrow is just another day. We're not yeah. out of the pandemic yet. No, we don't. We're still rolling out vaccines. We're still dealing with a lot of what we dealt with today. So unfortunately for COVID, it's just another day and for all of us as well. But we do know more today. Yeah, we knew more today than last year at the same time for sure. Yeah, so a little sense of business as usual, yet with a lot of baggage coming into 2021 and some of that baggage is a lot of small businesses that have failed or are projected to fail as the pandemic continues the resultant unemployment from that is likely to put downward pressure on the real estate market so keeping in mind the issues that we're still faced with 
we do have historically low rates continuing and likely to continue. There's no real sign that those are going to increase anytime soon. So mortgage rates likely to remain very low for the foreseeable future. Currently in California and throughout the U.S., inventory remains very low. So that's those two things are helping keep prices up. Yes. We are going to see the eviction moratorium expiring towards the end of January. That's likely to be extended. Is it um, so that uh, landlord don't expose people if they don't have a house? Like when it's cold outside so they don't become homeless? Is it that? Well, we're talking about uh, tenant-landlord relationships as well as some of the mortgage uh, forbearances so that people who are unable to pay their mortgage are in forbearance as opposed to default. We do expect to see some foreclosures, whether it be because of the handling of the end of that forbearance process or whether it just be because some people's lives have unfortunately been so disrupted by the pandemic. Going forward, expect to see a more seasonal approach your typical peaks we're coming in at a high level of activity right now mm-hmm. we've got a bunch of properties in contract we've got new listings being prepped for the market we do if you're looking to sell prices are still high if you're looking to purchase expect to see more inventory coming on in short order mm-hmm. looking ahead to 2021 it could be a more balanced market in general which would be easier for people to purchase or sell. So, Rob, do you want to talk about what's your call for California? What are the new numbers? Are they up? Are they down? Just so people can have a better understanding of the market. With rates already at pretty much 0% for the lending rate to the banks, Mm -hmm. it's going to be really hard for mortgage rates to get any lower than they already are. So that which is acting as a stimulus, increasing affordability, increasing prices, eventually that's going to run out. You're also going to see the people that were in a position where they could make a move because they needed more space, they needed an outdoor space, they've made that move or in some near term will make that move. Yes. And so because of that, I think you're going to see a softening of the market And all of this, do you think it's going to happen in the first quarter, second quarter, or more like way later in the year? I would say probably later in the year and continuing on for a couple of years. Do you think in correlation of who has the vaccine and who can get out and do more things? How that plays out is certainly going to be a big factor. I mean, we saw how it disrupted last year in terms of the timing of when things sold. But what we also saw was that things are still going to sell. Things are still going to be purchased. Yes. People need to move when they need to move. And the pandemic just became another reason for people to move. That's true. Yeah. It's another motive for them to find something bigger and far away from each other. As we you know, talked about this one uh, previously. Still a good time to make a move, whether buying or selling. Mm-hmm. And then down the road, I think you're going to see... And this is probably longer term than 2021. Mm -hmm. But you'll see more speculation and investment back into the market. And that, at that time, that will become a driving force of its own. Great. There's also a point Generation Z is going to start to arrive in the market because they're 
in their early 20s. So they're going to start to rent and sell and buy. So it's also a new group of people who's going to come and enter this market. Do you know anyone in Generation Z? Uh, my sister is one. She was born in 2002. Uh, I'm from 96, so I'm the last millennial. <laughs> okay, and so there you go. You're on the younger side. Yeah. Some of the older millennials are going to be turning 40, potentially trading up, continuing to purchase homes, what have you. Those are probably the bigger drivers. Mm-hmm, for sure. Uh, the style of the Generation Z is going to have to make a lot of things change also. You know, it's a different way of seeing things. The way they see life and how they see life in community, even more so, is way different than my generation or the generation before think about or live their life the way they do. In terms of with other people? or They have that sense of community way more than we used to. They like to live in communities. They like to be more eco-friendly. So there is all this new thing that they're going to want when they're going to need a new house or a new rent or whatever. There's a lot of criteria that I did not have and that the generation before me did not have that that generation had, which is like, no, I don't want that kind of heat because it's not good for the planet. No, I need this or I need that. It's going to be a shift in the market for sure. I think you're right. It's going to be interesting to see how... How they enter the market and yeah, and what they look for. Yeah, how they adapt. The pandemic has affected everyone a little differently. Uh, but it's certainly going to shape housing needs for the future uh, for quite a while to come. Certainly more so for those that have been more impacted in areas that have been more impacted than others. But For sure. You know, one of the other positives, though, in terms of this economic disruption that we're seeing is it's not based on the housing market like it was yeah. in the last Great Recession. It's Exactly. It's not a crash of the market. It's something independent that makes everything else <laughs> move or don't move. <laughs> but yeah, it's not a crash of the market. Right. And so you're not seeing, you're, I don't think you're as likely to see as much in the way of foreclosures. The stability of the real estate market is stronger. The loans that have been made are well made. We will probably see tightening of those lending trends, though, as things move forward. Mm-hmm. Tighter lending policy, but generally a positive thing that it's not a structural issue that we see at this time with the housing market. So up until now, we've focused pretty heavily on California and the local San Francisco market. Uh, certainly something that we know best is what we work in. But we also do keep an eye out on the national forecast. We look forward to feedback from our listeners and others. Realtor.com had an interesting housing forecast for 2021. Yes. Generally a positive forecast. Yes. As we talked about before, the mortgage rates are really low. They think it will average 3.2% in 2021. And by the end of the year, it should go up to 3.4, but nothing crazy. So just up a little higher. So again, yeah. staying very affordable. Very affordable, very low. Locking in that right now, uh, not a bad idea. And of course, those those numbers are usually quoted for like a 30-year fixed mortgage. So, mm-hmm. And then in terms of the actual... Uh, home prices and sales? 
Um, so they think the existing home medium self price appreciation will be up 5.7% for 2021. They also uh, project that the existing home sale will be up 7% and that and the same... Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt. And, and that's about what we saw for the drop off from 2019 to 2020. So kind of getting back to business as usual uh, for the home sales. Of course. And also the single family home house starts will be up 9%. Great to see a projection of housing starts up in 2021. Mm-hmm. We'll link to this uh, in the show notes along with some other great resources yeah, that inspired us for sure. And including some on some more global perspectives, we'll just touch on that briefly here. A lot of the same issues, the permanent business damage leading to reduced employment and that unemployment bringing pressure to the housing market. The inexpensive financing might not be enough to offset those tighter credit standards that we talked about. So with fewer people qualifying, Uh, a good chance that you're going to see some slowing appreciation globally. For example, some projections, uh, Reuters did a poll of some leading authorities in the global housing markets, and their poll, for example, Britain, they're expecting home values to stay flat or possibly decline. Our neighbors up north, Canada, slowing appreciation due to the higher unemployment and also the lower immigration, um, which is a factor up there. Another highlight in their poll was India and Australia also expecting prices to fall due to unemployment and low consumer confidence. So a quick trip around the state, around the country, around the world, looking ahead to 2021. Want to wish everyone out there a happy new year. So we wish you a happy new year. Uh, we hope that you and your loved one are going to be healthy and that it's a, I want to say smooth selling, but just a less tormentous selling this year. Get the vaccine and we can all go back to normal life, quote unquote. Or we'll turn into zombies. And... Or zombies, yeah. I'm fine with it. Or Bill Gates is going to cheap us or whatever. I'd like to know where I am, so I hope that tracking <laughs> thing works. <laughs> It's not like we all have a phone that does that already, you know. So Shh, they don't know about that. Yeah, you know, we are now on Stitcher and many other platforms. Yay! So listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Obviously, you're listening to it somewhere. Leave us a rating and review and tell others about it so we can help them too. You can send all your questions and we'll try to answer them at podcast at reonlocation.com. Thanks, Melody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Rob. Bonne santé, bonne année.